This podcast contains strong language and adult themes from the outset. Hello and thanks for listening to Because You Watched, the podcast that comes up with brand new ideas for TV shows and movies. My name's Rory and I'm a producer. It'll be my job to identify an underexploited video on demand category and gather some creative people to brainstorm some ideas. This episode's pictures include a seemingly sweet nana running an illicit DVD smuggling ring, a mob boss with a shady sitcom-based past, and one duty-bound mayor's epic action-packed journey to the top of Brighton's tallest building. Joining me for this brainstorming session is actor and writer Georgia Maguire. Hello! Actor and broadcaster David Brain. Hello! And author Andrew Hunter-Murray. Hello! Hello! Uh, today, your category was Gritty Mysteries. Now, before we come up with our own ideas, let's look at what already exists in that category, which is a category with five titles in Netflix at the time of recording, including your homework, which was 2013's Mark Wahlberg hit Broken City. What did everyone think of Broken City? I loved it. <laughs> loved it? I love it. I love Mark Wahlberg. I love everything about the Wahlberg he could do anything. In fact, I'm convinced most films starring Mark Wahlberg are just documentaries <laughs> that follow Mark Wahlberg around. Uh, every single film, he's, he's, he's the same in every single film. Um, and there's a really sort of warm, nice feeling to that. You know exactly what you're going to get. And he's yeah. going to be talking about some fucking guy. He's always talking about a fucking guy. He gets really angry. I think out of all of Hollywood, he does the best nostril work. Nostril. Almost any, yeah, when he always looks like exasperated and he's like flaring up his nostrils, yes. and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I can read yeah. that. Yeah. He's a really good actor, just in his nose. His yeah. <laughs> nose, his phenomenal. Yeah. If they if they did an Oscar for best, best nose acting. Yeah. Yeah. Wahlberg is actually Wall in, uh, in Dutch is ice, and they call him like the iceberg because ninety percent of his acting is not visible <laughs> to the naked eye without specialist equipment. Yeah, yeah. Interesting film trivia for you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, so that's great. for those at home who want to know what Broken City was about, uh, apart from a real-life documentary of Mark Wahlberg, uh, from Rotten Tomatoes, this description comes from. That's how you say words. Uh, in a broken city rife with injustice, ex-cop Billy Taggart, who's Mark Wahlberg, seeks redemption and revenge after being double-crossed and framed. So, what is the mystery of the film? What is the mystery? Well, the mystery is 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 uh, the, the, you think you're you're going down one route with uh, with um, Russell Crowe's character's wife, played by Catherine Zeta Jones, having an, an affair. But then, obviously, you go underneath all that, and what is actually happening is far bigger and far more sort of socially uh, uh, wrong. That's quite that's the boring bit. Let's face it. Yeah. Let's face it. Warburg, let's face Warburg it. was a cop. He's now he's, he's seven years ago. He was a cop. He killed. A young man yes. who who got off from some pretty heinous crimes on a technicality. Right. Wahlberg carried out some vengeance, left the force, but didn't go to prison because the mayor Russell mm. Crowe yeah. helped him out. Mm. Seven years later, the mayor calls him back in. Yeah, in both appointments, if you notice this, in both appointments, Russell Crowe's mayor is drinking scotch at about eleven in the morning. <laughs> The amount of scotch that gets down in this film. How many years is between those two? Seven years. Does he he look seven years the worse of drinking Hasn't aged a day. Hasn't aged a day. That's the crow effect, though. The the apple juice budget for this film must have been absolutely (laughs) mega. Um, So anyway, Crow pulls him in and says, look, I think my wife's been sleeping with someone. I want you to find out who it is. Offers him a loaded shotgun in the office. Very odd. And there's a dog wandering around. There's a dog wandering around. What's the pretense for the... Does he just go, hold this for me, will you? Like, what's the pretense for the loaded shotgun? tried hunting, he says, and... um, you know, Wahlberg's out of the force now. He only yeah. uses a camera, really, these days. So, for, like, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need a shotgun to <laughs> no. find out who this guy's wife has yeah. been sleeping with. Anyway, as you say, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. The amount of talent on screen 
I've never seen a film with such a massive disparity between the acting talent on screen and the results. And the <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. You're yeah. so there right. should have been multiple Oscars, shouldn't there? <laughs> yeah. There's film. You, really you, you, you and Colin R. of Rotten Tomatoes are birds of a feather because his, his one-star review said, step one, get two big-name actors. Step two, add nothing else to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not just the big-name actors. It's everyone else. It's yeah. got uh, the Jeffrey Wright in it as well. He's yeah. amazing. It's got Barry Pepper, who is the best named actor ever. <laughs> Who's Barry? Yeah. Well, he plays Barry the Pepper. the mayor, the yeah. rival oh, candidate. I liked yeah, him. Oh, yeah, he's so brilliant. Yeah, because there's an election coming up in a Ooh. few days' time, and Crow's very worried about his wife sleeping around because if people find out his wife's been sleeping around, they won't vote for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is killer. the maddest thing ever. I think isn't the line something like they've they've elected they've elected racist, sexist, but they never elect a guy whose wife yeah. is cheating well, on look him. Look at this like, wimp, his wife cheated on him. <laughs> really, Russell? That's really strange. Yeah. It's a very odd yeah. motivation, but okay. It's got, it's got eight credited producers and ten credited production companies on Wikipedia. Wow. The first one minute and twenty seconds of the movie is just logos. I kept <laughs> thinking all those production. Yeah. I did keep thinking it kept star. I was thinking, oh, yeah. this is a this is an interesting thing they're doing here. Yeah. It's slightly futuristic. Turns out it's another production company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also didn't do very well critically or commercially. <laughs> um, it uh, made thirty four million on a production budget of thirty five million. Oh, but also that's not accounting for marketing. So actually, it probably lost about twenty million or something like yeah. that. So didn't set the world on fire like that. But do we think it fits the category of being a gritty mystery? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the mean street, isn't it? It's dark. It's constantly dark all the time. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what time time of day. Yeah. I would say pretty sexist. You know, they've got some nice kind so of really like there, yeah. generalizations yeah. going on there. Can I just say the favourite line I had from the whole film, yeah. Rory, which was. So the, the Warburg's in it up to his neck. Yeah. His very, very thick neck. And he, the chief of police says to the chief of police is threatening Warburg's character. And he says, by the time of the election, the mayor's going to be in a cage like a monkey. And if you don't help me, you'll be in there with him, sucking on bananas too. <laughs> <laughs> the implica- the so implication is pretty clear <laughs> of um, involuntary prison fellatio. But... <laughs> That's not how you eat a banana. No, no. A monkey would know better. A no. monkey doesn't suck on a banana. No one's ever sucked on a banana. It's the worst line. Of, it's amazing. Amazing. And then Mark Wahlberg, I don't know if you remember this scene, just has a fight. Yeah, but there's no context the yeah. at all in the street. So gr- it just cuts, cuts to a shot of Mark Wahlberg beating up some guy. It's yeah. gritty. It's, and that's very gritty. Yeah, it's very gritty. But for me, the best part of the film is the actor, the guy that the girlfriend is sleeping with, the actor guy, and his felt hat. <laughs> Extraordinary. Brilliant. He's wearing hot. a felt trilby. He is. <laughs> That's how you know that they're Brilliant. lovey wankers. Yeah. Exactly. Because they go for this pre-movie dinner, six Brilliant. people around the table, two of them wearing felt trilbies, you yeah, think. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's way too high proportion of felt yeah. trilbies. Yes, I happen to know yeah. that Mark Wahlberg owns 16 felt trilbies. <laughs> who doesn't, never lets on, never seen in public. Did you know that he gets up at 2.30am every day? <laughs> this is well, what I mean. So glad and you he, brought this up. He pray, he, to pray and work out. Simultaneously. Doing squats. He works out, prays swims, goes back to sleep for a snooze, then has a round of golf. Nice. This is all before anybody else has woken up. And 8am eats 10 turkey balls. Yep. 10 turkey balls. Wow. If you, if you don't follow... So that, that's like five turkeys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
that's what we're up against. <laughs> Let's now come to some of our original ideas. Georgia first. Oh, no. What is your idea for a gritty okay, mystery? Okay, so mine's quite hard to explain, so do feel free to leap in with questions okay. or, okay. you know. Um, so it's called Sand Dancers, working Ooh. title, because I thought, I was thinking about where it should be set, and I thought maybe it would be good to set it in South Shields. Do you know South Shields? It's a place near Newcastle on the coast where my family are from. In the summer, it's lovely. In the winter, terrifying. So, like, the fairground has got, like, you know, a crisp packet blowing in the breeze and, like, a lonely pedo walking through. (laughs) Lonely, I mean, lonely. Probably for the best. For the best, I think, are lonely. It's got quite an eerie feel to it. Yeah. Um, So, I thought that one of the main characters, if it's going to be set in South Shields, should be my nana, um, Jenny Maguire. Okay. That's her name. Um, She's a brilliant woman. Um... She often peppers um, a conversation with kind of quite dark aphorisms, like, you know, there's no pockets on a shroud and things like that. And they'll just kind of come yeah. out of nowhere. So I think she, so. she's like the main character of this. Okay. And basically she's running this ring, this bootlegger's ring in South Shields. And her garden is filled with gnomes. Um, this is also true, which bootleggers use to hide their goods. Um, and on the surface, she's just like, lovely little nana you know but actually she's running this ring and they all come to her house for pea soup and all these like mastermind criminals turn into fluffy rabbits around her so anyway um nana has this like kind of feud with um the local pc kevin cuthbertson who lives in the posh part of south shields um which is called uh cleden village and my nana, also true, used to clean a house there. And she was like, hey, it's like the Mayfair of South Shields. <laughs> so think about that. That's Cleveland yeah, Village. It's a good mental okay. image, yeah. Yeah. Um, and P- the PC-, PC Kevin Cuthbertson finds her in the post office doing like a handover um, of these goods to this person pretending to pick up her gyro. But she's actually exchanging bootlegger equipment stuff. Yeah. What sort of bootlegging equipment does she deal in? Um, just like DVDs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bootleg DVD. Is there a genre of DVD that she prefers to, you know, bootleg? Or? No, she's not. She's not fussy. She okay. kind of just goes for everything. So there's like a scene where it's like a dark, dank basement. This like big guy in a tank top's got a gnome, like smashes it open and out falls like a pirated copy of Grown Ups. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all very innocuous stuff, yeah. you know. So Kevin Cuthbertson is in cahoots with the MP in the area, um, who's like a kind of quite dark sinister figure a bit like Russell and is totally out of touch with all the locals and um, anyway PC Kevin Cuthbertson then dies mysteriously oh my goodness and the MP tries to frame my nana wow unbelievable Um, but nana manages to get her you know and nana gets sick and it's all very dramatic but nana manages to get everyone all of the people in the bootleggers ring to Mm -hmm. help her then um, frame the MP and everyone realises that the reason that they need to sell these DVDs is because they're not getting enough money anyway you know because of all these cuts yeah. that have been going on uh, and it's like a Robin Hood tale and nice. Nana is victorious how do they uh, defeat the MP then? So they frame him they for, frame, the, they for, for, for what? For the murder. For, oh, for the, the, the MP? Murder. But, wait, I thought he was responsible for the yeah, murder. Yeah, there's a very important oh, no, question. Sorry. Are they framing him or is he responsible? No, no, no. So <laughs> there's the, a big difference. So <laughs> Massive difference. So sorry, sorry. The MP is responsible for the murder of PC Kevin okay. Cuthbertson. Right, okay. but directly or d- indirectly, indirectly through austerity? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want to drill down a bit into how yeah. Kevin Cuthbertson died. Okay, details, details. Is it, yeah. Like, is it a, is it a, what's the austerity related death that he has? Is it like a, an asthma attack and there wasn't time to get an ambulance to him or like insulin or something? Heating. Yeah. Well, I didn't right, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, austerity related is great, but I think it was more like a, a, a murder. Like okay, murdered. So like a throat slit. Did he have his throat like slit with a, a copy of Paul Blart Mole Cop <laughs> yeah. to like to, to try and frame the exactly. the smuggler? Oh, yeah. that is good. Yeah. DVD That's... next to PC Cuthbertson to try and frame Nana yeah. and her gang. That's really good. Yeah. And so in return, they c- correctly <laughs> pin the blame on the MP. Yes, yeah. because he did murder yep. someone. S- sort of. Sort he of. sort of. Oh, it, it, just check the actual killer. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So did he literally grab a, a DVD and slit the throat? No. Of no, he didn't. No. But that murderer goes free. Who? So who is that murderer? So who is that? It turns out it was a freak accident. He was pulling it off a top shelf and it fell off. And, and the DVD fell off and just cut his neck open. It's a random mercenary. It's a random mercenary yeah, who we don't, ideal, we don't see again. No. They're not, we like, never even, they're not brought to heel. Yeah. No. Right. We don't worry about them. Okay. okay good. Well, you're going to need some protagonists for the sequel, so that's great. Yeah. Maybe we can follow your mercenary. Okay. And wow. is, is your nana going to play your nana? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I like the idea that your nana's house could be sort of set up for mobsters. It's, yeah. It's kind of, it looks like on the surface it's a great, it's a nice, cozy grandma's house, but then there's like a shotgun <laughs> kind of against the table, of a, exactly. against the leg of a table. And she goes around pretending she can't, you know, can't walk, and mm. you know, but actually, in actual fact, she's cartwheels she down the street. Back. She goes around pretending she can't walk. Mm. Is there a kind of benefits claimant? fraud angle but I think the thing about this gritty mystery genre is often you know people are multi-layered yeah true, true. true. it's very there true is, it's like anti-heroes who's, who's on what side yeah. Yeah. in any of these mm. stories yeah. so I think it's about you know not casting aspersions on what we think of as being a bad thing yeah he, you know this mercenary murdered but maybe he needed the cash Hello again, just interrupting for a second to let you know that you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by searching for You Watched Pod, where you'll find additional content, podcast news and exciting updates on my quest for the next big thing. That's You Watched Pod on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. David, what have you got to bring to the table other than Mark Wahlberg? Amazingly, Mark Wahlberg isn't in, in this idea you'll be surprised to hear. This film is called Stagecraft, mm-hmm. and um, it's about Paul the Birdman Shaw. And Paul the Birdman Shaw is a legend of the New York criminal underworld. He spent the last 30 years working his way up from a henchman all the way to a feared and revered, in equal measure, mob boss, famous, uh, not just in New York City, but across the States and indeed the world. But Paul has a secret that he's held onto for 30 years, and that secret is that Paul Shaw is actually... Um, a bit part English actor from the 90s. Who, oh, very yes. good. So he, he's, he's uh, uh, after, in, in, in 1990, after filming <clears throat> a pilot episode for a show called Birds of a Feather, he, uh, he went to New York City to be in the ensemble cast of an off, off-Broadway production uh, called Hot on the Heels of Hot Heels, okay. which is about a dancer uh, that ends up committing a crime and being chased by the police. Uh, one night on his way home from the theatre... Paul gets caught up in a robbery of a liquor store and he has a decision to make. He has to either run or stay and uh, survive. And through various uh, different uh, events, he ends up staying 
And in that moment, he creates the character of the Birdman, which is a nice little reference to his small part in Birds of a Feather. The film tells the story of him going from that moment to becoming a mob boss and working his way out. But all this time, he's held on to this secret and this desire and the passion that he has for ensemble acting. Yes. <laughs> and he's desperate to get back there and he's just holding on to it. And the film joins, we join the film, we join Paul just as he's kind of getting really to the sort of the, the pinnacle of it. He can't cope anymore. He has to yeah. do something about it. Um, what transpires is that one of the actresses that was in uh, Hot on the Heels of Hot Heels with him yes. went on to become one of the biggest stars in the world. Uh, her name is Jennifer Clinton. She's the only other person on earth that knows Paul's secret. Yeah. So he's, on one hand, uh, Paul the Birdman Shaw, and he is uh, running a, a criminal enterprise in New York City. On the other hand, he's a desperately unfulfilled actor. Yeah. So the film follows us follows Paul trying to get back on stage whilst at the same time fighting off different challenges from other mob bosses in the city. Oh, yes. He's fighting that off whilst at the same time auditioning for small ensemble roles in off-Broadway productions. <laughs> and it builds to a crescendo where Paul has got a part in the ensemble cast of, a, of a, an off-Broadway show and, and the film ends with Paul on stage the, 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 the curtains close in front of him yep. and the camera's on his face and, and then he opens his eyes and as he opens his eyes you just see a gun yes. slowly come into shot and he looks yeah. to the side little smile to himself closes his eyes again and then you hear a gunshot and you cut to black nice so Paul fulfills his dream wow. but kills the man he, wa- he was and kills the man he is Oh, brilliant! So is he holding the gun, or is this like a? Well, this is, is this, this is like a, 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 no, no, no. This is this is this is the mob here as hit as This come. is the mob here. Yeah. Yeah. So the, from my a, film. The, <laughs> but he is on stage. He's on stage he doing what he loved and what he was born yeah. to do. But he's he's sacrificed yeah. his his uh, his alter ego as the Birdman. Oh, so he's, so he's put so himself put, out. Yeah, by putting himself out in that production, he's advertised his whereabouts. Exactly. He's put himself exactly. up for a hit. So oh, Sonny Riccobono, that was the guy's name. Sonny Riccobono is the leader of the other mob, the other other mob family, and the Sonny Riccobono puts a hit out on Paul the Birdman Shaw and it comes to fruition in the final scene on stage Lovely. when Paul's doing what he loves can I ask Jennifer Clinton uh, Jennifer Clinton <laughs> Jennifer Clinton is she is she in the audience when he's on stage absolutely okay yeah, so, so Jen- he's, he's got her back he's got her back they've, they've reached they've, it's not necessarily a romantic relationship they've right. got but there's a connection that obviously is undeniable there's a sort of life changing secret that they've both, both held on to for the he, last he's been years. building this for did you say 30 years 30 years since and the what 90s age, what age was he when he had his bit part in uh, so he was he was, tw- he was in his tw- early 20s and so he played what, what character does he play he played in, in, in that show in the, in the non-broadcast pilot for Birds of a Feather oh. he played a camp hairdresser oh okay and, and it was only one line what does he but say? It was, and it's and funny you say that actually because some some of the scenes in the film is actually when Paul is involving himself in the theatre again. He's left alone in a changing room. You yeah. know those the the mirrors they have in yeah. dressing rooms mm. with the lights around the outside, and he just he's kind of looking at himself in the mirror, and he recites that line. It's his fond memory. And his line is um, um, Sharon, Tracy, Dory, and hello, girls, a girly trip to the hairdressers. What a grand idea! <laughs> and he just does that one line, just and he's kind of manically doing it because it's all he's got to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. But th- and there's loads yeah. of times in the film. There's loads of sort of references to his past that he's constantly trying to keep uh keep a secret so he for example you know he'll be in um in the mob house headquarters Mm. which is the thing that that they have um and he'll be and he'll be sitting there having uh, some whiskey which is what they drink and um but he'll be reading a copy of an actor prepares and someone will come in the room and he'll just quickly put it away yeah so he's just constantly trying to hide his past and just desperate keeps kind of coming out do do, do you think like there might be a couple of scenes where 
you know, early days before he's figured out like what he wants to do, he tries to like incorporate the acting into like maybe he's like trying to get the boys. Come on, boys, like get together. We'll do a little. So it's like, okay, Frankie, you're the shopkeeper. Okay? Yeah, 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 exactly. And also, there's a thing he's got this. He's very famous for this line that he says before he whacks people. Yes, um, which is that he recites the the last thing that Pauline Quirk said to him <laughs> <laughs> before when they'd wrapped. Right. Uh, yeah. So he goes. Someone's there with their hands tied in a tie behind the back. They got a blindfold, and he puts a gun to their head, and yeah. he goes, "Hey, I hope this goes to series." <laughs> wow and that's it she says if it goes to series I will definitely make sure you're on the series and he goes thanks yeah. so much yeah. if, any, if anything an expanded role for yeah. you Paul yeah, yeah. That's, that's what would be uh, and that uh, betrayal is what he holds on to in every wax that's someone. it that. yeah. and obviously Pauline Quirk um, uh, Linda Robson and um, Dorian um, Leslie d- Joseph Leslie Joseph thank you uh, will all, all make appearances um as themselves and have no memory of Paul whatsoever. But how are we going to like him? Like, what's what are his like redeeming features for the audience? Uh, Paul is uh, is, is, is desperation is what is what will get him. Is his complete unfulfillment. I think a lot of people have professionally. Whether you're a mobster, an actor, a greengrocer, doctor, whatever. If you don't, you don't have it. Some, some people have that sort of hole that they need to fill, and Paul has it in a massive way. Except his is an extreme version of it. That's where you get it. That's where you get the sympathy of like I have that unfulfillment as well. I understand that Paul's gone down a road. Do you think you should play Paul? No, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Brilliant. Should definitely yeah, nice. play Paul. Get him out of retirement. Definitely. Yeah, he would. This is the kind of role he'd get his teeth Jennifer into. Jennifer Clinton, who are you thinking? Uh, I am thinking Laura Dern. Oh, oh yeah, We're going big here. I'm going to go big. Yeah, yeah. We need yeah. some proper heavy hitters. She's still as famous now as she was. She famous in the 90s as a big. Star? No, she got. So she was doing off Broadway stuff in the 90s. She got right. famous after. So maybe she was like 30, and I say Laura Dern is around yeah. 50, 60 now. So that kind of works. That, I think that timeline works think. out quite nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she just won an Oscar, I think. Yeah, she did. So she's hot property but she always is she's brilliant but she's especially now yeah. when, when he kills this. people yeah and he says i hope this goes to series yeah <laughs> what what do they think that means the guy who's got the gun to his head is like what what how are you going to top that andrew i don't think i am i could I think <laughs> I get I think that right out there at the beginning all right. so all right well we've seen new york we've seen south shields i want to move the action to brighton okay about time now one thing that gritty mysteries always do they always have a corrupt mayor mm-hmm. that's a big thing big thing about how politics can power corrupt so what i'd like to present for the for a twist on this is an honest mayor you've got the incoming new mayor of brighton <laughs> patty henbo okay <laughs> What? Patty Henbo uh-huh. is her name. So Patty Henbo is the is the new mayor of Brighton. It is an elected position, but it's done on a slightly different schedule to the uh, the local elections. But it does come with some authority. <laughs> now, Patty Henbo, there is one way I'm going to cleave. I'm going to stick right to the former, which is that Patty Henbo also used to be a cop. Okay. 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 She used to be a, a an officer in in Bright on Brighton's force. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the uh, the Brighton force. Brighton. I guess it's one of the Sussex. Yeah, Sussex Constabulary. East. Yeah. She was drummed out of the force, unfortunately, because she because of her other passion, mm. which is about urban planning. Okay. She's a very big urban planning geek. She loves knowing about building regulations. She knows it inside out. She knows the rule book inside out. When she was a copper, she was determined to investigate. You know, house builders who were not building appropriate standard homes yes. for, for residents of Brighton all over the Sussex area actually <laughs> wow so she's, she's got the, pretty passionate she really is yeah. she's Patty Hambo is a passionate woman and she's used that to fuel her in the campaign yeah. you know it's one of the things that got her elected anyway she has to deal with a lot from her past you know her father went mysteriously missing we know she never found out what happened to him um, and so she grew up kind of tough and resourceful and by herself she gets into office and right after her installation literally walks off the podium mm-hmm. into her office she's met by this shadowy cabal 
right? <laughs> people, I know, shadowy mm-hmm. cabal. The, these are people who want to carry out, um, they want to build the tallest building in Brighton, right? <laughs> right. <clears throat> That's their aim. And they think this could be a huge, big contract. They don't explicitly offer her a bribe, but they make it clear that this would be very good for Brighton. What's good for Brighton is good for her. Yeah. You know, re-election is just four years away, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, she's suspicious. and they, the Oh, sorry. The building is halfway under construction, by the way. It's already... <laughs> yeah, okay. It's already the tallest building in Brighton by some stretch. Well, the tallest building in Brighton, of course, being Sussex Heights. Uh, it's it's like, uh, the tallest many... building in Brighton and Hove. That is 102 metres. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be 300 metres tall, this building. It's going to be... <laughs> Absolutely enormous. Huge. It's going to be a huge, huge building. So it's already 150. It's at 150. It's kind of this massive, you know, stepped pyramid. Um, It's not in keeping. Uh, It's not in keeping at all with the (laughs) The aesthetics. That must must really drive her up the wall. It rankles like nothing. Yeah. Oh, she's furious. Anyway, so eventually she uncovers the truth behind this which is that the building is going to be a meeting place for crime and crooks right <laughs> oh god there's going to be so much crime in there the, and not only that she 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 <laughs> learns that the building has not been adhering to various planning regulations <laughs> and that's when she sees fully red okay well, honestly that's worse in some ways it is worse in many ways and what we now we then have a slight genre switch where I don't know if you've seen films like The Raid or Judge Dredd she's yes. going to have to fight her way to the top <laughs> past a series of increasingly angry and muscular men. Bryson-based criminals. Bryson-based criminals, yeah. Um, What's this building called real quick? Brighton Heights. Okay, Sussex Heights is the current tallest. This one's going to be called Brighton Heights. This one's going to be called Brighton Heights. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're like, last time we didn't get full credit. And frankly, I'm sick of it. The slogan is putting Brighton on the map. Yeah. Because it's such a big, big building. At the top, who does she find? Her own father, the oh. kingpin of the Brighton and Hove property racket, uh, and and she gets to the top by using her knowledge of housing regulations because a lot of the regulations have been adhered to. So, if there's a fire hose here, she'll be able to use that to sort of pull across and you know improvise. Or with a fire axe over here is kind of nasty fight scene with that. So she uses her knowledge of air ducts and air vents as well to get to the top of the building. But she, just to be clear, she is murdering people to get to the top. She's, when she has to, she kills. When she, but when she doesn't, she doesn't. <laughs> she sort of garrots someone with her chain of office. You know, it's, she uses all the trimmings of the mayoralty to achieve what she wants, which is justice for the people of Brighton. So, who's playing uh, Patty? Oh gosh, um, and I mean, then who's playing her father? I think Jennifer Lawrence is brilliant and oh, will yeah. be brilliant, brilliant in this. I'm sure she can do the Brighton accent. <laughs> I'm sure. She, I'm, I'm, she I mean that seriously. I'm sure she can. She is yeah. very, very talented and versatile. So, uh, for her father. I'm always going to say Charles Dance if I need a. Oh, Charles Dance. Dance is about 300 years old now. <laughs> yeah. Is he probably he's, he's he's like, so old. quite late? I was thinking, what about Anthony yeah. Head? <gasps> he's From great. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, brilliant. Brilliant. he's good, isn't yes. he? He's good. It was all suave and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. he's also got a suggestion of menace. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is she is she super buff? Or is she super resourceful? Or she's like, both. She's <laughs> absolutely. Both. Yeah. She's the whole package. You'd have to yeah. be. Yeah. No, she uses. She really uses everything. She gets to the top. She gets the evidence she needs. She brings her father in. Uh, in chains back all the way down yeah. uh, to the, down 72 floors <laughs> 72 maybe floors. she yeah. uses her mayoral chain to handcuff him yes brilliant I love it yep. she does that that's perfect <laughs> that was always the plan 
and that's when and we, and the film closes on on that kind of moment of yeah. justice and Brighton is kind of saved and you know and uh, sorry I, the film is called this goes all the way to the top uh, of course of course Very what does nice. the building look like then is it like a tall pyramid I think of it as being a pyramid so it starts unbelievably broad actually at the base and it's like a step <laughs> it honestly takes up most of the yeah, Brighton it's about there. a mile long at the base so it's and huge. then it's <laughs> 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 We have three cracking ideas. Let's recap them real quick. We've got George's idea, which is Sand Dancers, which is set in South Shields, featuring Jenny Maguire as herself, which is George's grandma. She is a Geordie Oracle, speaks in dark riddles. Uh, she is running a bootlegger's ring uh, with pirated DVDs, which she hides within gnomes. Uh, however, PC Kevin Cuthbertson is onto her and in cahoots with a local MP. But then, bang, Kevin's dead. Who did it? Maybe it's an assassin. Maybe it's a freak accident. It's definitely not the MP. However, <laughs> they're going to make it look like it is. Frame that guy is no good. And, uh, you know, and really, in the end, the community comes together. And that's the real win, isn't it? Well, can I just can I just add something? Mm. So it was the MP. The MP paid the mercenary but, but was it? <laughs> to okay, do it. Okay. Why is no one on Nana's no, side? No, I just, yeah, I'm, kind <laughs> I'm of, sorry to I, your Nana. I think I'm on Kevin Cuthbertson's side. <laughs> I know you all are. Just Kevin Cuthbertson's not the protagonist. But he's a copper investigating a crime and then gets murdered. Like, he's qu- it's quite hard. Yeah, I didn't think that, but I've think about that. I've got a quick question. I'm so sorry, George. Absolutely, the, roll with it. The title, Sand Dancers. Um... What? What's is that a term that's used locally or? Yeah, it's what people from South Shields are called. Ah, I didn't know that. Mm. Okay, cool. Though that's nice. Like I can see that being an Oscar baity title. Yeah. Like it's quite it's true. Um, yeah. Sand dancers for best picture. That's sounds. true. Yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah, 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 yeah. Quite obscure. Yeah. yeah cool. Okay, and then David's idea, which is stagecraft, which is Paul the Birdman Shaw, who spent thirty years working working his way up to be a mob boss, but his secret is he's actually an English <laughs> uh, actor who played a bit part in the pilot of Birds of a Feather. It gets caught up uh, acting as the birdman during a bank robbery. <laughs> One thing leads to another, becomes a mob boss. An old colleague of his, uh, Jennifer Clinton, is the only person who knows his secret, played by Laura Dern. Uh, One thing leads to another, there's an internal struggle there and there. Final performance finally does perform, but outs himself. Rival mob boss, who is... Sonny Riccobono. Sonny Riccobono. That's the one. Finally does manage to pull out a hit on him because he put himself out there, but it's fine because he finally was true to himself. He died doing something he loved. Exactly. It's funny, when you say it back to me, it's really quite beautiful. Yeah, it's, lovely, it's, lovely, it's lovely. And Andrew's idea, this goes all the way to the top, which is a Brighton-based uh, gritty mystery uh, featuring Patty Henbo, who is driven out of the force because she loves urban planning. Uh, she loves to uh, investigate people who are doing it badly all across the wider Sussex area. When she does get into office as the mayor, she's by a shadowy cabal of people who want to build the tallest building in Brighton. Uh, so now, because it's all very dodge, she has to fight her way to the top of Brighton Heights, which they explicitly named to make sure Brighton got a name check. Uh, fights her way all the way up to the top, probably 48 to 72 floors based on the height, um, and then finds her crooked dad within, arrests him, drags him all the way back down. Happy ending. Oh, excellent. Those are our three ideas, but which do we think fits best into the category of gritty mysteries? Well, for me, just because they're both brilliant ideas, but just because I long to see Patty <laughs> shimmying up that building <laughs> and meeting her dad at the top, it's got to be all the way to the top for me. All the way to the top. For yeah, you. it's gritty and it's mysterious. <laughs> so I think it does does the job. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a surprise casting of Anthony Head when you get to the top. You know, like, you don't know that's going to happen until the end. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, David? I, 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 I agree with respect to your grandmother and Southfield yeah. and all the sand dancers. 
Thank you. I do think there's something about that, um, just a massive pyramid <laughs> plonked on Brighton that I just can't, I just can't stop thinking no. about it. And I won't stop thinking about it for no. a long time. So yeah, I think it's all the way to the top. Well, I think that's two out of three already. I think we've already got a winner. I mean, if you want to give credit to one of your other competitors' ideas. I mean, I'm in the booth. I'd like to fill in the ballot paper. Um, <laughs> Um, I, th- I think they're both absolutely fabulous. I, I, I really love the sand dancers idea. Um, I think it might actually be slightly more gritty and mysterious, but I really want to see stagecraft because I think it's something about that internal struggle yeah. that I find very, very interesting. It's very interesting dramatic territory, I'm sure. Who was it who's going to be playing? Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis, coming Daniel out of retirement. Yeah, and Laura Dern could be, yeah. He could get his teeth into that. He yeah. really so could. I, yeah. I want to see that one, so yeah. I have my votes for stage. And there's a good story behind that as well, from a, from a sort of Daniel Day-Lewis point of view. You know, he, you know, he lived as a shoemaker for, for, for my uh, left foot and, and all mm. that sort of stuff. And he'd do the same. He would infiltrate the, the mob. Yeah, and he'd live as a gangster for a while, so he'd really go for it. It'd be a great variety article. He also was briefly in Birds of a Feather. Oh, my God, it's yeah. fate. Yeah. Was true? he in Birds of a Feather? He plays a door in episode two. <laughs> of... <laughs> okay, so that is our winner. It's This Goes All the Way to the Top. Andrew Hunter Murray's Your Idea. Fantastic work. Well done, everyone. Some great ideas all around. Great ideas all around. This episode of Because You Watched featured Georgia Maguire, David Brain, Andrew Hunter Murray, and me, Rory Binks. It was produced by Joe Grace and Martin Trickey. <laughs>